Greetings, everyone. That was TJ. It seems like the recording's starting to get a little messed up there. Uh, hope everything's okay where you are. So I suggest you take a seat, relax, get ready for an interesting show today. Let me just get rid of this. Okay. Uh, I put my Skype. Sorry about that. All right, so uh, just wanted to say, El Salvador, El Salvador just had an earthquake, 6.2. All the islands around uh, Australia all had a 5.1, 5, 5.2, and a 5.3. Uh, not really different over the past couple months. We've been having super big earthquakes all the time. So that only means we're going to have a really big one real soon, bigger than a 7. I said that last couple months ago when we had a 7.2, but I think since we had a 7.2, it'll be bigger than that. Not saying where, but I would say anywhere from Russia to Australia to Alaska. One of those three. South America has been having them all along. Puerto Rico, Cuba, all those islands. They've been having them, but they're doing fracking there, which is definitely one reason for more earthquakes. So uh, keep an eye on that. I'm in Hawaii. I don't know if we're going to get any kind of waves or anything, but they 
usually don't affect us. One time it did. I mean, they don't say nothing, but I go to the ocean every day. So I can see if suddenly the waves are like 10, 15 feet higher than normal. Uh, they were high during the storm, but not like once I saw waves here. We have waves 45 feet high. Uh, not common, not here directly, but even where I was living, uh, they, they used to hit there all the time, and that's where the people went surfing on the, on the on Maui most of the time. So my title is a little different. I'm combining a couple things. I'm trying to keep going with what I've been talking about for the past week. Very serious, critical issues, topics. We're going to go beyond the limits today, hopefully, which I always try to push it. Uh, I don't stay in the realms of what people want to hear, what I'm supposed to say, how I'm supposed to say it. Sure, I'm not going to curse. I'd like to yell. But uh, this is my partner more than anybody else. Uh, so, the title, Are You Looking for God or Love? Question mark. Or are you really just looking for sex? I would really like you to think about that one. Bring it into your little brain. Uh... And let's stay inside there while we talk. Think about it. What is satisfying in your life? What is the most satisfying thing to you? Not what other people said, what other people think, but what is the most satisfying thing to you? Not a thought, the feeling uh, and experience of whatever that is. Driving in a car 50 miles an hour or 100 miles an hour. Jumping off a cliff into a giant lake or pool. Uh, whatever. What gives you the best thrill? Which one do you desire the most? As most men probably say having sex. Uh, women might say being in love, kissing somebody. What? I mean, everybody has their idea of that. But think about it. What is the most important? What gives you a real reason to stay here on planet Earth? And we'll get into that later. Why? Somewhere in time, man decided they wanted what they wanted God to be a specific thing. The creating of God, who was responsible. It wasn't the aliens. They played the role all the time of that. They weren't teaching us about God. And if they did, it was a false God. And it was not even close to what God truly is. If you go to the Mayans, the Aztecs, and the Egyptians. I, I talked about the Egyptians a lot the last time, but the Egyptians were so programmed and, and into a fake belief, they had no idea what reincarnation truly meant. Not at any level. Reincarnation... Uh, was a mind trip to them. And if you ever watched any series, TV shows, anything, about how they embalmed, they actually embalmed people. <laughs> I know some people don't watch TV, don't watch the news or anything, but yeah, they truly embalmed people. And a friend of mine just told me they found hundreds and hundreds of thousands of skeletons that were embalmed. Well, when they embalm them, they break the jaw. 
I mean, they do a lot of stupid... I don't want to get into it. It's pretty sad. They remove the intestines like they're going to be useful next time, next life. But the brain's useless. And they take this hook and they pull the brain out. I mean, they're just a pathetic race, taught by a pathetic alien race to believe whatever they told them. So, I mean, it's documented, it's shown, and they got artifacts. So it all proves that it's real. But it wasn't real that they were going to reincarnate into those bodies. That that was so far-fetched in the truth. But they believed it. You're talking about different races, supposedly the superior races. Well, not true at all. So, okay, man decided they wanted to create a god. Why? Why do you think man would decide to create a god? Who is responsible for that? When did it happen? Uh, again, think about it. What do you know? All your truth and all your wisdom and knowledge and everything that you were given in your life so far. What did men know about a god? All right, They accepted multiple gods because aliens were coming here. And then deities were playing with us. Between the both... They were called something. Not that they actually used the word G-O-D, but whatever they call that that entity within itself. Powerful being, whatever. All right, now, when we talk about that, the first person to write about God, specifically, that mankind knows, was Moses. And through his words, we're supposed to believe in what God was. I mean, the whole aspect of the burning bush and, and him talking to God. Well, that remains to be seen. How spiritual was Moses? He wasn't. But what did Moses bring to the world? Not much. Uh, oh, well, he did all... People give him credit. Most religions accept Moses as a real figure. Maybe he was. I mean, he was, but was he a good figure? As far as what he did, what he, how he wrote a third of the Bible... Uh, which was accepted. The Jewish religion followed that whole part of the Bible. Moses wrote 613 laws. We cannot live by Ten Commandments. How could anybody live by 600? Just 600 laws. Imagine that. And they go into everything. And and not any of them were feasible to to really deal with or work with. And as far as if you you saw something bad, you pluck your eyes out, you did something bad with your hands, stole something, you cut your hands off. I mean, all those things. You have sex with somebody you're not supposed to, you cut something off. I mean, the whole idea of that's retarded, sick, stupid, whatever words you need to put into that. But on top of that, nakedness was a bad thing in Moses' eyes. He wrote many, many laws against it. You see your child naked, you see your daughter naked, you see your friends naked and what you had to do and all these things. He went on and on and on and on about it. I read the Bible a few times, the Old Testament, which is useless. I read the New Testament probably a thousand times, but the Old Testament, a lot of it's just junk stories and not even close to the truth. Think about it. I mean, the whole story about uh, when he freed the people if you follow common sense, you would see what a disaster that was, what it really meant, what was going on. But no, they want to make it spiritual, whatever, or religious. Let's use the word religious, which it wasn't. All right, I'm going to have a, I'm going to try to get through a lot today. 
because uh, man, my computer's going crazy on me. Hold on. I'm saying it's repairing my computer. All right. Well, let's continue from here. So Moses' God came from what was written about was the burning bush. Well, I was in California. I was out in the desert. I saw something. Not sure whether it was solidly physical or psychic, but I shot a picture of it, and I call it the burning bush. I have it. I still have it. And there's these kind of uh, half, half circle orbs going towards it and everything. Uh... So, to call it God, I wouldn't call what I saw God, uh, or assume that it was, but Moses came out with his writings of his laws. And the Ten Commandments were not written by the same person that wrote the 600 laws, which Moses supposedly wrote, meaning they are different. Moses couldn't have came up with the Ten Thoughts originally out of his own brain, that's for sure. Uh, they're, not, they're not bad, they don't hurt people. So I don't know what people have the sphere of having laws. All countries have laws that the government creates that are definitely not beneficial or useful to the soul. And they all have to follow them. Why is that? Uh, We talk about things in a really bizarre way. We accept laws of the government, but we won't accept laws of religion, spiritualism. Well, truthfully, there aren't that many real important ones anyway. Because then we'd have to talk about who wrote them. Where did they come from? How did they get here? Which is unprovable. Sure, we could talk about the Emerald Tablets, the Sumerian Tablets, I mean, the Arantia, and all those kind of things. And which angel supposedly helped Muhammad write, write his, his prophecy, whatever you want to call it, his laws. But they're not even right. So, the more you dig into it, if you're interested in truth, you just got to pull it up and look at it. And then follow it to the to the core. Where was the first time it was mentioned? Where who was the one that found it? Who was the one that talked about it? How did it spread? I mean, who was the first person to talk about Atlantis? I mean, it was there. I was there. But who was they weren't talking about it for a really long time. And there's many reasons why. Why Atlantis went down is the reason why we don't talk about it. Because certain races made sure that that didn't happen. So, I can only say from my direct experiences that I had, and and it's basically not by many people. But uh, when I was in the desert, I felt this, and I felt energy, and I took a picture. So when Moses was up on top of the mountain, and he felt this thing, and he, and he started writing his laws, who wrote through him, how did he get written, really? Well, God didn't take his hand and write it, that's for sure. Uh, But we can go on, but I don't want to stay there. When we talk about our experiences, are the most important thing in our own lives. How we have them. I'm not just talking about falling over and getting up. I'm talking about spiritual experiences that awaken us to something different, something outside the normal. Uh, Not a miracle. Miracles are a gift in some ways. Uh, maybe it was intervention by an alien or a demon or an angel. And they all play different roles to do very much the same things. 
The only difference between angels and, and Lucifer and demons. They want to keep us here. Angels want to escort us away. So, but Lucifer is a fallen angel. So, he has power over us. So, within that realm, the concept of who's helping us to do what? Get things. And that's the bottom line. Everybody wants things. Money, fame, fortune, whatever. To be the best football player, basketball player, whatever what it is, to beat somebody up. When two boxes go into the ring, they both pray to beat the other person up. That's a good way to pray. Can I beat them up? When you go into war, I pray to God that I kill all those people. I mean, it's the pathetic thinking of the human race. So, to understand the experience is the next hardest part. Once you get an experience, how do you break it down and understand it and make it fit into a reality that you're living in? Don't forget, because that's what they're for. So now, how do you go about doing that and at least proving it to yourself? Well, it's not easy. Uh, let me just close the screen out. I'm losing track. All right. All right. Uh, sorry, I'm just reading the chat room. Sorry again, but all right. I challenge anyone that say God talks to them about how to save mankind. If you believe or even think God needs to talk to you to tell you how to save mankind, you're delusional. Uh, people call me crazy. No, I'd say they're much more crazier because God doesn't. God has no reason to. Oh, man's ego says yes, it does. Yes, it does. Man's ego likes to control and say and, and create a God that it wants it to be its own little puppet. All right, the most important figure in our history came to teach the world about God. About God. I hope you will hear that. Not about anything else. Not about love, compassion, and all those imaginary words that fit planet Earth, or that we put into it, that we make planet Earth all about. No, that's not what God created us for. That's not what He created planet Earth for. But to save mankind from what? What would anybody save us from? What did anybody except except Jesus try to save us from? Now, go into Buddhist teachings. We'll go into the idea of oneness. We'll go into the to the bliss state, letting go of everything. All right, that's a state, a state of awareness and non-awareness. I call it a state of non-awareness. Moses tried his, his very best to control the planet, to put his own theory and belief system out there. But it wasn't about to save the planet. He was so far off from doing anything good or spiritual for a word. We have this idea spiritual means good, right? Well, Good and bad is another conception of man. And I'll go into who invented that idea. Which there was a person that did. We have gods. 
little gods that control the inner worlds. But we also have spiritual people, religious people, aware people coming and going here that have a speck of some kind of teachings they want to give us. How right or wrong or whatever, it's up to them. Jesus chose his own mission. Everybody chooses a mission. Whether it's to be a street cleaner, a cook, whatever. Uh, and we live our life within that. Want to change the world. Change it into what? Cinderella story? What are we going to do? Wait till 12 o'clock and change everything? Uh, we, we, we're pretty pathetic in that way. But we have a serious problem growing. On this planet, basically, uh, people looking for love what they say or are they really looking for sex men might say both looking for love and sex uh, how many add the third word God how many say they're looking for love sex and God how about just God uh, ask people just you know when you talk to people I get into conversations oh we don't talk about religion well let's talk about nothingness then Let's talk about all the things that aren't important in life. Everybody on this planet should not talk about the government or religion. We should talk about how beautiful the trees look when the, when the sun's on them and they're growing and they're turning green or turning colors in the fall. Let's talk about things that don't matter to anybody or change anything on how we're going to live. Well, how many people really say they talk to God? Many. Not a real lot, but... There's people coming out more and more, a little here and there, uh, saying they talk to God. I, I started listening to a lot of motivating speakers over the past couple of days. And I'm saying, should I hear my talk to people? You know, it depends what you want to do with people. You probably could get a lot more people to listen if you make everything funny. But then they can't separate the truth from comedy, seriously to say. Make a joke out of something, uh, you won't take it serious. I know a friend, everything he says is a joke. But in reality, everything he says is true. But he makes it come out so that it's funny and a joke. So, I mean, he can take anything and make it into this uh, joke but it's exactly what's going on in his brain and what he thinks or feels or wants to know. So, people that speak, I like to hear their voice. I, I don't like to hear my voice. I don't even want to hear my voice, but I have to put it out there. Uh, have an ego problem. But these speakers that are out there speaking, and there's some that I really like. One of the women was from Oprah's Creation who really can help families get back together. I think that's a gift. I think that's incredible. And I wouldn't take that away from her. Uh, does it have anything to do with God? Not really. It has to do with living on planet Earth and living in peace and compassion and all those words. It's what most people that say they're spiritual or religious that have come and gone is what they teach. But it's not important, really, but you can say it is to yourself. 
uh, like I said, I listened to one speaker, I listened to her whole thing. And I said, you know, I was ready to write a letter. And then I said, let me listen to her. And then I listened to her. Well, she gets people up and jumping. But you go to a Christian church that has two, three, twenty thousand people in it. They all get up and start screaming and jumping and all those things as well. You know, energy builds on energy. It only takes a little bit of energy to create great energy. So if there's 2,000 people sitting next to you, and they're all in a nice, peaceful state, and you say, feel the love, man. It's pouring in like... And then people, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then suddenly, more people say that. And suddenly, they all think they feel it. It's one of mass hypnosis. You put a thought out there, and everybody absorbs it. Like when you start scratching yourself and, and look up, uh, and everybody does it. You start yawning. Everybody starts yawning. It's 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 kind of a disease, but a psychic disease. So, let's go back to uh, a bunch of people that uh, listen to a speaker, and they're all tuned up and tuned into it, and and happy and all that. Well, how long does that last? It'll last while they're all together. A group of energy stronger than one person's energy. 99.9% of the time. So, my computer's going crazy again. I don't know what the story with it is. Get out of my way. So, just to show you, I went to an Amway meeting once. I was going to get involved with that. I was being pulled into it. Go to this meeting, maybe 300 people there. You got to get into this. Yes, we are. And then and by the end of it, everybody's singing. Uh, I forgot what famous song they were using, but everybody's like cheering. And it's just an energy. And we can go into that. Why aliens absorb energy, why they create energy, why they want us to create energy. That kind of energy that they could absorb. But not right now. Well, the first thing you have to know, when you want to speak and make money... And make money, you've got to make people be happy. People don't like to spend money if they're not happy. People don't like to spend money if it's true. Because <laughs> truth is usually not happy. So, uh, if you can take, take something and push it into that, oh wow, that's, that makes me happy, or I feel good about it. Uh, when I was in Amway, they were pushing products and then they were pushing music and the song makes everybody happy. But then when I went into KM, I don't know if you remember that product, I went to a big meeting on that. And they put out an album and all that money from that album went to abused children, which I thought was incredible, but it's the most saddest song I ever heard as well. It was written by a young girl, sung by a man. But uh, it's about a little girl that's being abused by her father every night. So... I thought it was an incredible thing. So, you know, you relate two things, and it kind of makes you feel good about a product. Even though that has nothing to do with the product, and it's only a, a percentage, very small percentage of what the product is even dealing with. I mean, they brought it in to make it sound like they're doing these great things. And it's always like, let's focus on what we're really doing. We're helping the world get cleaner. We're helping the world be smarter. We're helping the world. Are they? Is the world any smarter about anything today? Any foods that they eat are no better, are a lot worse than they were 50 years ago. 
anything you eat, I don't care whether it's a potato, tomato, orange, peach, they're not even half the vitamins they used to be 50 years ago. Tell that to yourself. Think about it. For real. I'm not making that up. If you ate an orange and a peach and a pear 100 years ago, you were getting incredible vitamins and minerals within that. You eat the same one today, it's 60% void of the vitamins and minerals that it had then. So, what are we doing? We, we try to brainwash people, when, not we, people when they do their talks, convince them, make them happy, and then make them believe. And the number one thing that lies behind all these beliefs, what they're trying to make you believe, is you're important. How important you really are. Look in the mirror and say, you're the greatest, you're the best. You are all that you, you can be and want to be, and you can be ten times more if you want to be. So, yeah, it's programming. I mean, these people leave jumping up and down. I'm, I'm Superman. <laughs> and they get home and they see their phone bill, their rent bill, and, uh, and their car and gas bill, and they see, oh, well, i got to get back to work. And then suddenly it's back to life. Real life. Not the dream, not the fantasy. Sure, there's people that go out of the way, invent something, and make tons of money. But then you go join, do some, do a profession where they make everybody pay you to do something stupid like football, baseball, hockey, basketball, wrestling, boxing, getting paid high bucks. I mean, really, I could get paid all the money I want for beating people up. That sounds great. Tell the average person, young kid that's a tough neck, rough neck, whatever you want to call him. Wow, I could be a millionaire. One fight. So, where does that lead us to grow as far as becoming better people? We don't. We're not. It's all lies. And I, when I talk, I say, you don't have to believe me. Go out there and look. Check the figures. Check the numbers. Check, check what's going on. I'm not making anything up. As I go along, I, I bring the truth out the best I can. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think there's some great speakers out there. Are they really doing much for the planet? No. Entertaining people? Yes. Is love on Earth the same way people perceive it? Well, the way they perceive it on Earth is not the way you can perceive it in the inner worlds. Because the only way, and I'm going to say this, you can find love, you have to find God. A little baby can fall in love with a cat, and then his mom, and then his friend, things like that. But it's not true love. To the child it is. But that, that word true love, what's that mean? The love man perceives, and what love truly is, are two separate entities. What love man perceives is limited to the physical world. It has nothing to do with God. Nothing to do with soul. Nothing to do with any of those things. Sure, you get Kama Sutra sex and Tantra sex and all those kind of words. Well, that's the closest you can get to God. That's the closest you can get to God in your ego. In your feelings and your emotions. But you do drugs, you'll feel the same thing. Do a, a, a cheap thrill, which is, I call it, jumping out of a plane without a parachute and then somebody has to catch you. Uh... You're going to have all the thrills you ever wanted in that short couple of minutes. So, uh, just throwing on sex energy, increasing it to the max that you can, uh, 
it's not the same and it's not real. And it doesn't connect you to God. If you think God has a body that has sexual energy within it, you're delusional. Even sex wasn't created to be as pleasurable as mankind's making it. Animals do it all the time or sometimes, not like humans do. So when, we, when, when, when people conceive the idea that love is in the most important thing on this planet, they're programmed to believe that and accept it and live life from that. If you live life from love and you don't get it, what happens? What happens to a person that doesn't get it? They go crazy. They commit suicide. They kill. People that lose love, meaning they're in love with their wife or boyfriend, and they find them cheating, and they got a gun in their hand, and they blast them away. Uh, that's what happens. Because there's no awareness of the idea of love. Neither one of them truly had it. First, the person to cheat on the other person didn't have it. And then for the other person to kill that person didn't have it either. You know the old saying, uh, let, it, let the bird fly away and if it comes back, it truly wants to be with you. But, you know, given freedom, very few souls will come back. Why? I mean, one of the few creatures on this planet that are so different than the rest is a dog. They will give their life over again and again for you. They'll do anything for you, no matter what you do to them, which is even sadder. They're one of the creatures that were, were given, I probably guess they were given the idea of what unconditional truly was. They love their master unconditionally. Whether they get fed, beat, put in a box, chained all day, whatever it is. But they're always there. And they still love you until the day they die or you put them to sleep. So there's a big difference there than relationship. Humans, supposed to be the highest intelligent beings in this realm, can't do that. Why is that? You can't do something that an animal can do. Does that make you better than the animal? I don't think so. So we take these stories ideas, mold it into a reality and tell the world that they have to believe it. Well, love to people is sex. And how far that goes is up to the to couple making it. But real love has nothing to do with kissing, sex of any kind, food, holding hands, becoming a babysitter, partying, drugs, that's not that's not true love. None of it. None of it make true love. Lots of money doesn't make true love ever. Oh, you can love somebody if they got a lot of money and they do everything with you and all that. Uh, even if you only vaguely like them, but you'll say love because you're going to get everything you desire. Somebody gives you a four carat diamond ring and say, "Will you marry me?" I guarantee the woman's going to have a hard time saying no. If they say, "Get in a vet. Let's go for a ride." Are you going to see? I just saw, and it was ridiculous. On on the internet, there's a site I don't even know what it's called, but these guys going around with money, and they just pick up, go ask every girl walking the street, "Hey, will you go for a ride with me in the vet? You're going to give me something, but I'll give you two hundred dollars." And they give them the money right there, and these girls get in a car and things like that. That's how pathetic it is, but it's real. 
the young generation no money is important they don't know uh, yeah the words gold diggers no not, not, not even gold diggers they're the ones that want to get married these girls just want the money I mean if they're going to go give somebody a, a sexual favor they don't care they just take the money and, and run without thinking of love or being chained to a person Gold diggers really go out of their way to win a rich person. That's something a little different. Because the morals have dropped down to the lowest level that they can. Because they don't have morals. They don't know what morals mean. Well, you're going to give me $500 to give you a, a, sex, a sexual favor? Well, let's get it over with. And there was a movie out where the famous actors and actresses, where he was offered a million dollars to go with his wife. And the whole movie was them deciding whether she should go with them for the million dollars or not. But if you were put in that place, would you and your wife think, well, it's only one time, we'll get a million dollars, we'll be happy forever. How many people would just sell out? And now to tell you, turn it a totally different way. I found out, and this is a true story, I'm not going to go into any names or anything like that, but it's 125 doctors and lawyers. They were all abducted. They were all were together. They were all abducted at the same time, but they were having the experiences, and they were all talking about it, trying to understand what it was. And then some rich fool, moron, twisted, egotistical, rich person, came to them and said, I'll give you a couple million dollars if you sign over your story to me. You know, none of them did, and none of them would. But in general, that's because their career, and they at least have faith in their own career. And their own mission in life to sell it out. I'm not saying as many, many other people would probably just sell out. A million dollars changes the world you will live in forever until you die. Unless you're really, really stupid, but that's besides the point. So we have to go deeper than that. My computer's still going great. Hold on one second. All right. Uh, So where do we go? To the highest love, what is it? Connecting with God. There's no higher truth. There's no higher love. You're moving into pure wisdom and pure knowledge. It cannot be found anywhere else in the universe or any of the lower realms of the inner worlds. It definitely not can be it definitely cannot be taught in any school of any kind you're not going to get it in any home no matter who or how or where not in a church or a synagogue or any kind of place like that as well an arena where there's a famous speaker nowhere on planet earth will you find it so you know I had a game when I was a little or younger I should say we used to shoot Larry, and it's looking for love in all the wrong places. It's looking for God in all the wrong places. God is everywhere, so I can look everywhere. No, you can't. You're not going to find it in the garbage can. You're not going to find it down your toilet bowl. You're not going to find it in the sink. You're not going to find it in the refrigerator. Whether you believe that or not, it's your choice. Or I can find love in the toothpick. Well, go right ahead. Tell me something important that you learned from that toothpick. That if you stick it in a person's throat, it might kill him. Uh... No, seriously. 
we talk about learning. What do people learn in a lifetime? I'll tell you, nothing. So, all right. Uh, I hope you follow me. And I tell you to take notes because every little thought that you might have might help you somewhere in the near future. Just understanding what we're talking about at a level that you can relate to it. You might understand it as we go through it. I'm going through things as fast as I can, which isn't too fast. But I'm hitting on the most important issues you'll hear in life because they'll help you in death. Everything else you hear helps you in life, but it doesn't help you in death. You're going to die. I don't care what you believe, think, pray, do, worship, or anything. You're going to die. Jesus taught about death, not about life. All these other people, and I'm going to get into that. I'm going to go through all the spiritual people, who they were and everything, if I get time, if I get to it. Uh, what they really said, did, and, and taught. But you'll find one common thing within all that. All right, I, uh, I I don't want to say your name, but you know, your past lives, you know, you're putting too much attention on one thing, because you know, I say, there's a door to your house. How's it open? In or out? Well, go on the way it, it opens the opposite way. I mean, if you're trying to go out, make sure the door opens in, and then try pushing on it. The door's not going to go anywhere. So. If you push against the door too hard, it will never open. Step back. Put your attention on something different. Not not bad or, or, or evil or anything. But, you know, all right. I don't do this too often. But I started this two weeks ago, and I never finished it. And I probably won't today. But I was at a campground. I was there for three weeks swimming with manatees by myself in a tent. It was it was a really great time, except Florida. Florida had the coldest day ever in its history in that time of the year, meaning everything I had in my freezer, my little icebox, was frozen. All my food was frozen, solid, <laughs> inside my freezer. So I'm inside my tent, and it's supposed to be warmer time in Florida, freezing. I didn't have many clothes with me because I didn't expect it to be super freezing. So I lit a whole bunch of candles, maybe 20 candles inside a small tent, and it was a nylon tent. It could have went up in a split second, but I was freezing. So I did that. In the middle of that, I kind of just sat in the middle of the floor. I had to squeeze myself together because I had the candles all around me, and then all of a sudden I had the greatest experience of my life. But was I focusing on having an experience? Did I even care? I was just freezing my butt off, and that's all I cared about. So, you know, if you're open and your angels and guides hear you, they'll work with you. But you can't push them into anything. You can't push your guides, you can't push God or anything to do anything for you. That's a bad conception if we believe that. Well, if I spend 24 hours, I tell you, do an exercise, technique, work with it, do it a half hour every day for 30 days. You'll have that experience, but you have to make sure you follow through every day. 
and put that same focus there and make it real to yourself. I mean, you got to be fully committed to that. I mean, closing your eyes and seeing a ball of white light or a door is not that complicated. And that's all you have to be able to do. Because when you go through that door, then, then spirit takes over. Spirit knows you don't know nothing about the spiritual world, what it looks like, what you do, or any of those things. So you have to take that step by being able to take a step back. Well, think about it really hard because you're doing it. I know you are. I've never mentioned it to you because I kept hoping you were going to step back a little bit and, and like say my life's going to be over and I don't... No, don't look at it that way. Spirit will give you what you deserve. Always look at it that way. When it's time and it's right, you'll get it. If you're ready, it will be given to you. That's how spirit works. It's not evil. It's not trying to hurt you or do any of those bad things to you. It's working with you and doing the best it can to try to get you to listen, which is probably the hardest problem is for people to listen. Yes, trying too hard. It's pushing the door too hard. Sit back. Take a breath. Do something fun and happy or whatever, entertaining in another way. Get on a rowboat and row around in a lake in early in the morning. It's so incredibly different. The energy is different. Go to a mountaintop alone. I mean, go somewhere where it's, you can relate to different things. The elementals and all those beings that are here are leaving, but you still can get in touch with some of them. And it, it, you touch them and it opens a whole new world in your reality. When I met these little people when I was at a campground, uh, I guess it was kind of looked like Snow White and Seven Dwarfs, but there was probably 13 of them. And I, and I look and they're sitting around the fire. They all look like little gnomes. They each did different things. They were throwing rocks into the fire, watching the twigs jump and things like that. And they were all smiling at me. But it opened me up to a new world. Just because we don't see it doesn't mean it's not there either. So until 18 talks about the multiple dimensions, well, it's a lot more than what he said. Two dimensions, this world and that world. No, there's multiple. And each one of them react with this one. But we're still in the lowest level. It's still the physical realm, even though there's multiple dimensions. The astral world doesn't relate to here, but it's being forced to come become part of it and then the gateways open in between them both allowing both to go back and forth which is not a good thing but uh, outside of that when we talk about these little beings just experiencing them can change your life to know that there's something outside of the programmed idea that, oh, that's only in your dream that's only fantasy well meet with a being or even something like Pegasus or something like that in a real reality I mean, stand next to something. The angels, the nymphs, the, and those... Uh, all those little words for those different... I'm bad with names. All those different fairies and stuff. They're all given different names. Uh, even a leprechaun. That came out of a, a real thing. In Hawaii, they, they, I, I told you what kind of disease I have with my brain, but uh, the kahunis or whatever, the, the little people here in Hawaii. And, they, and the Hawaiians believe in them. So, yeah, we have to go beyond programmed ideas which don't touch the truth, ever. 
Science is going to come out and talk about the little people. No, they're not. Why? They would probably scare people rather than help people, especially if they're not ready for the truth. But they'd be blown out if they went into their lab and there's all these, like, uh, gizmo in, in the, in the, in the, when they, with the goonies, and they went in the room and all these little creatures were around the room. What would they do? They'd lose their mind. Because uh, college graduates are usually gifted with one, one part of their brain. And the other part's pretty, up, pretty much up for grabs. So yeah, it's hard for them to balance it out and to understand it. So uh, when we talk about things that we need to be aware of, it's the truth. Oh, I know the truth. Do you? Do you know what spirit allows, what it doesn't allow, what it brought here, what it didn't bring here, what we're doing to that itself? How we're making all these little beings leave. They live in the forest. They live in the jungles. They don't live in cities. They don't sit on car tops and rooftops and, and they don't they don't vibrate with that. So they're leaving. The few areas where you find deserts and jungles, you can find them. Not in the same amounts we used to be able to, but that's where the last hangout is. And we're making sure we destroy that with chemtrails and everything else. So they're much more intelligent that way. They don't need to stay here. We have to. Big difference. So, you know, these people out there talking about stupid stuff, your job, your life, and everything else, it's a program. It is the matrix. You're locked in a game. It's going to end. Sure, how you play the game is up to you. But, you know, you're born and you die. There's no other rules to the game. Do whatever you want, but you're going to die. Period. I mean, when the soul comes here, I don't want to come here. You're forced to come here. So the rules are only that. What you use, what you play with, what you eat, all those things are your game to play. But it has nothing to do with God. Jesus didn't sit here teaching everybody how to love each other, be compassionate, and forgive everybody for sins. No. Not at all. And he said to people that were sinners, go out and sin no more. Do you know what that means? If you were drinking, he said, go out and stop drinking. Don't ever drink again. How many people could do that? Or would want to? Go out and curse no more. How many people can do that? Nobody. Out of 99% of the planet, probably. How many people can go out and stop doing whatever the bad thing they're doing is? Well, I don't do anything bad. Of course you do. You wouldn't be staying here on this planet. If you can let go of it, you can leave this planet. I know the vices and what I had, why I came here, what I had to work out. And it's not, well, you'll find out what you want just... No, people don't look in the right place. You look in a garbage can to see what kind of a job you're going to get. What are you going to get? You look in a church, you're going to get a religious job. You go to a school, a teaching job. I mean, you go to places to get a job, but you're going to get that kind of a job. So when you go to God and look for a job, where do you go? You think you're going to heaven? Where are you looking heaven here to find that job? What is the right job for me to do? So for me, the only thing I could do is talk about God. Why would I want to talk about Trump? I mean, I do write letters and stuff, but is that important? Like this earthquake that just happened in Mexico. I mean, with 6.2. As we start, as I started speaking, this the first thing they had a giant earthquake, uh, and all the islands around Australia did as well. 
big ones, fives, five, one, two. So I said that. But, you know, energy vibrates. You put out an energy, it, it's like a void. It pulls more energy to it or pushes it away. It's like a magnet. Energy is either positive or negative. It either draws more energy or pushes away more energy. So as a group of consciousness, we push away all the positive energy and suck in more negative energy. Like an open vortex. So, let's try to go a little deeper. And my computer is playing on me. I, I'm sorry, I, I, it's hard to talk and, and follow through what I'm doing, like seeing who's in the chat room, if anybody. Uh, but I'm going back into the... To the so... Oh, so Jill put another video out today. He said he put it out this morning, so check it out. Uh, all right. Men can sit back and, and say, well, I'm doing a good job. How can they? By what justification? I'm sure they don't know God because they got money in the bank. In all our history, no one was able to speak about God. All right, I'm going to go into that right now. So, what time is it? Uh, we're on our first hour. So, hope you're intelligent enough to, to, to make up the names when I go through them, because I might bear with them as well. But uh, we're going to go through history. Spiritual, religious history. Not, quote, Bible history. All history. History of the human race. Alright. So, no one was able to speak about God. How's that? No one. Buddha, Muhammad, people that are here now, like Farrakhan. Well, poor kids. Kids kids have knowledge and awareness but it's taken away but uh, let's start with even the older names Farrakhan uh, is one of the most prejudiced people on the planet a black preacher he doesn't let white people into his church I think that's prejudice I mean if white church did that would they be able to close the church down uh, so you know this is a world of lies the idea that somebody's prejudice against somebody else is a lie you should be able to do whatever feel whatever you want if I don't like football I don't have to watch it I don't want to watch dances I don't watch it I don't want to watch people boxing I don't watch it I don't want to watch two black people fighting I don't watch it I don't want to watch a Chinese person blowing up a Japanese person I don't have to watch it but is that prejudice? No, it's living life from your own reality, which we all are different. We're not the same. We'll never be the same. Whoever started that should have been, uh, I won't say what, but it was all a lie. All right. Let's talk about, like, going back in time, not really far. Do people remember the word Sai Baba or Baba G? Two quotes supposedly spiritual beings, people, 
That preached peace and love. So Baba died in a lie. He said he would tell everybody when he comes back, and he supposedly claimed he told everybody when he was coming back three times. But he got the flu, went to the hospital, and died in the hospital. He wasn't supposed to. At least he thought he wasn't supposed to. And he didn't say anything about it. But, you know, preaching love and peace, John Lennon tried. And he was killed for that. Whether you want to hear the truth or not, he was killed because of that. They spent ten years keeping him controlled, the government, making him deal with his son and his wife, about going back to his country, uh, and all that, fighting him tooth and nail, uh... They were afraid he could do something that, that might have been incredible, called world peace, well, peace within a couple of countries. Imagine that. But they didn't want that to happen at all, and they made sure that it didn't. So, do people understand what John Lennon was all about? I mean, when he was in the Beatles, he was much different than when he was with his wife. Not that he could sing, not that he was a benefit, but he was allowed to be himself by himself. So it became an important thing, but not to the government. So people like Farrakhan keep going on. How's that? Uh, a prejudiced person that can survive being a prejudiced person and people accept him for that, how's that possible? It's not, or it shouldn't be. Farrakhan talks about UFOs. Greatly. Why? Why would a person talk about UFOs in his own religion? Well, because the truth is not there. And if you believe aliens have anything to do with your truth, you don't have truth at all. Which people won't accept either. Well, let's go into another name. Zoroaster. It's there. You could pull it up. He was one of the first people, and this is no lie, trying to show that there's good and bad, a good decision and a bad decision, that there's good and bad in life. It wasn't, I mean, people just did things. It wasn't, well, is that good or bad? If I do that, if I kill those people, is it bad or good? No, they just, they're going to attack us, kill them. It was never about the good or bad, oh, we might hurt them. Uh, no, that wasn't there. Then, you heard the name Confucius. You know what his main teaching was? I mean, Confucius say, and Confucius said this, and all that. But he said, do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. Which was an important statement for living in the present world, or the world that we live in, however you want to word that. But then, Krishna, he was a god, being, blue race he spent his time killing all the demons I don't even think people understand who he was or what he was, what he was doing but he was of the blue race don't get that wrong then we have uh, trying to think of his name Gudama Buddha Uh, you know, I'm so mad, but uh, his teachings 
were all about eliminating all desires to move into the bliss state. Again, nothing to do with God. Nothing. The bliss state is not God. You can believe it is or say it is or tell yourself it is, but if you eliminate everything you think, you're saying God doesn't think or stops thinking and just dwells and then anybody can use that energy. Well, why can't anybody tap into God's energy if they're one with it and levitate a car or move a mountain? Because it's all a lie. It is a pathetic, sick lie that mankind in the New Age world accepts and tries to convince you that it's real. We're all one. We're all one with the universe. I mean, I just heard Deepak Chopra say that we're all very equal to a banana. The skin of a banana and a part of our DNA is so much 60% the same. I said, well, go back to being a banana skin. That's what I heard back to him. Uh, I'm bad. I'll put the truth against the lies any given day, any given time. All right. You heard the name Muhammad. The Muslims follow Muhammad. He was given his teachings from an angel that he says was named Gabriel. And my computer, I can't stop it. Stop it. Alright. It's a twisted idea of silence and speech. If you read it, read it in the Quran, what, what his teachings are, and you read how supposedly Gabriel told them them, they all contradict each other. But every third one goes against the one that was... The, before it. Talk to everybody. No, don't talk to everybody. Stay silent. No, talk to everybody you can. I mean, it's like back and forth with this idea. Total lies. Again, Gabriel is not God. Gabriel's a fallen angel. What's Gabriel's purpose in life? It's life, where it dwells. What's it want to teach mankind? How to be abusive to women? Because that's what the Muslim religion teaches. And the women accept it. You know, you beat down so low, it's hard to get up. I mean, if you were just punched and kicked a hundred times, you're not going to get up and start knocking everybody out. You need to do that before you fall down. In a boxing, when you fall down, it's all over. So you stand and fight hard. But nobody wants to do that. Fall down and give up. Oh, I'm down on the ground. Don't hit me. Uh, that's a cop-out. Cop-out to life. Cop-out to God. All right. So, now, I'm, I'm going to go through these names. I mean, we learned about good and bad. We learned about speaking, killing demons, desire, moving into the bliss state, Muhammad. Uh, but let's go to... Uh, Maharisha. I mean, the Beatles stayed with him for like almost a year. I call him a motivating speaker. He taught transcendental meditation. That has nothing to do with religion. has nothing to do with God. It's going into a state. Just because you go into a state doesn't mean you're connecting to God. 
Because then you think God's just a dumb wear in his state of being nothingness. And out of nothingness came everything? That doesn't make sense. But that's what science says. Well, out of nothingness came everything. Yeah, really? Let's take every everything and put it back into nothingness. And God just might. And God could. But uh, a name really fam famous out there is Milarepa. He was a Tibetan teacher at the end. He was a Tibetan man who was a killer for the beginning of his life for a while. And then he became a Buddha. How's that? Because <laughs> they forgive him. So, uh, go ahead and kill him and just say forgive it. No, if you believe in karma, you don't say forgive it. You can't. And the way they say he worked it off, he was building houses and the houses get kept being torn down. Well, that's not spiritual karma. That's physical karma. And if you kill somebody, you've got a lot of karma to pay off with people. Because if you kill 100 people, that's multiple thousands of families that never could that could come here. So, what is that? Uh, the greatest total forgiveness in the world? To forgive Noah Reaper? The same as everybody forgave Moses? No, it's not like that. Not in God's world. In man's world it is. Man justifies killing people in other countries, other places. I mean, cops can kill anybody they want because they think they're bad. It's perverted, twisted, sick. Now, how about this? It's a very sick programming. How about eliminate all guns in the United States completely, including the cops? Well, then the bad people will still have guns. No. Make a sentence 100 years if you get caught with a gun, period. No ifs, ands, or buts. Well, he gave it to me. He told me to hold on. No. How about you change the laws that put fear in these people so they don't do it? That's why people are so against the Ten Commandments. Well, I want to curse. I wanted this. I want to curse God. I want to do what I want. You want to do bad things. Lucifer has full control over you. Are you that dumb? Yes. Are you that ignorant? Yes. Are you that retarded? Well, it's a sickness, perversion, twi uh, twisted ideas of reality. Fed to you by your parents and your friends and everybody else around you. But forgiveness, it just doesn't happen. But when Miller Reaper died, all right, he died, where did he go? Well, the people that call him Buddha and, and spiritual being and all whatever words, they don't know where he went. Do they? I'm sure they don't. Shamas E. Tabriz, spiritual teacher who was with Rumi, he kind of taught, search for more, don't search for less. Always keep searching. But that's kind of what I say. Don't stop. Whatever it is, keep going. Because there's going to be all kinds of roadblocks, all kinds of things that try to stop you from moving a little bit further. But don't let that stop you. A person that I met, Tri Chimoy, he's in California now. Uh, he teaches a meditation. 
He teaches about the astral plane. Uh, what he does, anybody that comes to him, he tells them their past life, what it was, if they don't know. Whether you want to accept it or not, your choice, that he knows what it really was or not. But he has a picture of himself picking up, I think, 1,400 pounds with one arm. So he's trying to convince people that he's super powerful as the same time being a spiritual teacher. Well, that's how it worked in the old days. Prove you're powerful and you're accepted as a spiritual master. Well, I don't know where he is today. I, I was in, met him a couple times. Uh, Guru Nanak, uh, founder of Sikhism. And Sikhism is a very important part of spirituality. I'm not going to go into detail. But it was the beginning of understanding soul and a separation from, from the body and all that. So yeah, it's a critical step. Guru Gabino Singh was like the 10th master within it. Uh, given the name Serbo Bindo Yoga. And that's to become like God here on earth. Nobody becomes that. In their wildest fantasy dreams or whatever, whatever high drugs they're doing, they can believe whatever they want. But nobody touches even 1% of God's power. It would blow them, shatter them to shreds. Period. So, come off your high horses, you rich people. You, you, you brainwashed program speakers. Tell the truth. Tell these people what you are and who you really are. Now, on a, I'll tell you this story in real fast. There was a, a group of people in India. And they were going around proving that most of these spiritual people that were recognized as that were fakers. Fakers is somebody pretending they're somebody else or spiritual. And there was an audience of, I think, 4,000 people. And they had this one person that said, well, prove that you're He goes, I can prove it. And they go, okay, if you don't prove it, you have to tell these people you're a fake. So in front of 4,000 people, they bring a dog up and they let it get bit by a cobra. And the dog starts dying. And this guy is whacking the dog with the feather. The dog falls down, and he's still whacking the dog with the feather. The dog dies. And he had to tell the people in front of him that he's a fake. So, you know, people don't do anything, especially when it comes to the truth, unless they're forced into it. And that's why I said they should use truth serum on murderers and killers. If they're 100% sure or even close to that, or they really want to know, just inject and let him tell the truth. Because if he says, I killed him, guess what? You don't have to think about it no more. He just said he is. You don't have to hire lawyers to find out whether he did it or not. And you know, here's the sickness of planet Earth. People get jobs for money. Money. Oh, I help people. Like in a vet. Most of those people, I, I gave up because I didn't want to be a vet because you have to kill all the animals. The ones that are sick are the ones that people don't want. And you've got to put them to sleep. So, this computer is giving me a problem. So, think about that. Now, I'm going to go into... Oh, I still got a bunch more names that I wanted to get through. I mean, uh, famous names you hear, like Kabir. He was a great poet. 
teacher. He was a teacher of Hinduism. John the Baptist was a Jewish person, preacher. He was, I guess, preaching the Jewish religion until he realized that Jesus was coming. And he saw it. So he was a prophet as well. John of the Cross, I mean, he was a Catholic saint. And they make people saints because they feel that they did all this great work. <laughs> what great work? Telling people that we're spiritual, telling people that we're religious, making people believe it? Well, Guru Ramdas, D-A-S, was the fourth teacher of, of the Sikhs. There's a person in Hawaii, his name's Ramdas, teacher, considered very spiritual. He teaches compassion. He's very elderly. Uh, he cares about the, home, the sick people and old people. But his phrase, was, his book, I guess, was Be Here Now. Well, you know, that's being used a real lot right now. A lot of these speakers are saying, be here now, be here in a moment. The only moment you can be in. Period. So if you think about yesterday, tomorrow, you're in tomorrow, yesterday, no, you're not, you're still here. Go back to the day before yesterday, you can't. Change what you ate yesterday, no, you can't. So you're in the moment, no matter how you think about it, whether you think you're in the future or the past or some mala land and dreamland or delusional land, but you're not. You're here in the moment. Now Martin Luther, I, I don't know if you know much about him. He was a priest, a monk, but he was Protestant, which goes against uh, the Catholic religion, and they're separate as well. Well, he, he, just to show you how funny this is, my partner just came back, and she goes, guess what I got? I go, what? She goes, olives. And I'm talking about Saint Anthony. Oh, Saint Olive. She goes, Oh no, there's no such thing as Saint Olive. I go, Yes, there is. Oh no, no, I just made Saint Olive up. I said, No, you didn't. Well, check out the story of Saint Olive. She was 13, kidnapped, put in a cave. She started doing miracles, which is a no-no. No matter what spiritual level you're at, because then you're linked with witches and demons as well. Because people don't have abilities. They can't see somebody else with them. So, she was actually burned and they beheaded her as well. I guess the fire wasn't killing her fast enough so they had to take her head off with it. Uh, to show you how perverted, twisted, sick mankind is and afraid of finding God. Now, here's something I want you to think about. All the names I mentioned. I didn't mention Jesus, did I? All the names I mentioned were either into meditation or a religion. Spiritual was added as a description later on. And they started giving it to them when they rewrote about these people in, in, in more newer times. Oh, they were spiritual. Many of them were poets. Going to meditation, I guess you got nothing else to sit about, sit and think about words, because that's all you have. You don't have anything else. 
you have actual feelings and emotions going on, unless those words get to you. Uh, well, again, mankind presently is talking about becoming one with God. Well, that would make man's ideas how perverted, twisted, sick, or, or whatever truly mean what God is? The truth's always missing. Why is that? These speakers will go on and give you, make you feel good, jump up and down and go home. But you left your money there. They should say, oh, you had a good experience, let me give you your money back. How's that? Would they do that? Of course not. I mean, there's about 50 more names I was going to dig out, but I said, no, that's enough to get the idea that nobody talked about God. Could. Had no ability to talk about God. I can. And I go, I explain why many times over and over. My life's on the line, whatever I say, because when you talk about God, you're responsible for whatever you say about it. Say it's one with us? Really? Somebody just kick somebody God's out there kicking people because he doesn't like them it doesn't like them well out of those people that I mentioned the Christian Catholic Protestant Jewish or the Lamas so basically those four words whatever and what they become and what they are in their recognition by people. Not God. So, when you read a book and it sounds good and it's talking about somebody, what do they know about a person? Nobody knows another person. You don't know me and I don't know you. But I can say this, you don't know God. Or you would know me. So, there's a lot of things. Until you step into it, you don't know it. So, when you're pushing on a door, and it's not opening, look around. See something else to do. Find something else. Go fishing. Sit by the lake with a pole in the water for hours. Just waiting for the fish to bite. You're going to be waiting. Go outside and look for a UFO. You're going to be waiting. Waiting's a part of life. But how much you push on it. You can go outside, I have to see a UFO tonight, and do it every night for the next year. And you'll probably see nothing. It's a matter of allowing. Allowing spirit to fulfill the things that you, you need and, and really have to have in your life or, or whatever. If, we, if everybody got what they wanted, the world would be really sad off. 90% of the men would have 10 women in their bed. I mean, every woman would have... 10 karat gold rings. I mean, it wouldn't be different, but it would be destructive to the world. Do people really want to have, out of all things, if I could have anything in you, what I, you know, like when you, when you get free, uh, if you found a, a, I'm trying to think, a Latin, and it said you could have three wishes, or you found the monkey's paw, which was a story about that as well. And it says you can have three wishes. What do you wish for? What's number one, what's number two, and what's number three? 
Well, you know, you can wish that you don't die, which soul can't. So unless you ask that really right, it wouldn't help you because your soul is going to live forever anyway. That you don't get sick. Well, you say, wow, I'm not going to get sick ever. And you go outside and get smacked by a car. So, you know, wishing is really critical when people make a wish and want and desire, whatever you call it. If you don't fine-tune it and take it to the limit, say, well, I want to live on this planet healthy, have a healthy family with me, have lots of money. I mean, you, you have to put all those things in it, and then it's outriding the one wish that you have. I want a perfect life, and then it would be perfect to who? Perfect to you, to God, to spirit, to soul. So when we say we want something, what do you want? What do you want? When I asked in the beginning, what do you feel is the most important thing in your life? To be happy in your marriage? To have a happy, healthy child? I mean, is it limited to that? Because if you limit it to God, you have no limits. But if you limit it to anything else, you're limited to everything. You have to go beyond the box, which nobody can. I don't know why. Is my mind just exploding apart and, and souls just becoming totally aware of everything? Maybe. Is it all ego? No. I say look at the facts. Look at everything out there. It will prove what I'm saying. I don't have to prove anything because everything I say is based on what I see outside the street, outside the door, what I hear, what people are going through. So, out of all these people, you know, I'm sorry to tell you this. Uh, you, you could call in. I'd rather talk to you over the phone anyway, but uh, pay off your karma. Don't look at it that way. Live life the best you can. That's all you can do, no matter what you think, say, or do. It's not like I'm going to get an extra job to pay off my karma. Then you're getting just like every rich person. Holding on to the money, thinking that that's going to be better for you, any which way or anyhow. It is not. Well, I hope you're following this. If not, please call in. I'll ask the question in the way you need it answered, or to get into it if, if you have to. But, you know, life is a lot different than what we perceive it to be. But as long as we hold on to those programmed ideas, it's what everybody else wants it to be. Or be yourself. That's a good phrase. But you don't know what yourself is. Find yourself. Find what soul is. Understanding yourself as soul, then you understand you. Then you can help go about finding out why you're here. What are you doing here? Why are you staying here? What do you want to achieve before you leave? You're not doing that in a karma, karma way. You're not creating karma by doing that. Find the best thing that you can do in this lifetime. But knowing that it's the best thing that you can do. Are you helping the most? Are you doing the best with other people? Are you giving the people you love their true des deserving love back? Whatever it is. Are you lying about any of it? Because if you are, that's just more trouble for you. 
So where am I on time? I just want to keep up with everything. I got 45 minutes. Alright, most religious people talk about love and compassion. That's the number thing in any speaker's... Hold on, let me bring this person in so we can talk directly. Greetings. Hey, Tommy, this is Sasha. Can you hear me? I hear you fine. Uh, it's better if you want to talk this way. I could talk to you directly. Uh, I mean, I am yeah, talking to you. But, okay, yeah. Uh, I, I might have fallen to the previous question I asked. Same point, because I, I just... I, I just kind of you. I'm having, you know, it's funny, I'm having a little trouble with your voice, I don't know why, but uh, you want to ask the question so that people can hear it? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, can you? It's kind of, well, try to say it and I'll try to repeat it as you're saying it if they can't hear it. Well, I was, I was just... Uh, I was just uh, commenting on the karma. Okay. And uh, and uh, you, what you said about karma, I just uh, can be a that way. So that's the. Wow, it's, you know, I'm sorry, I told you to call in, but it's not coming out too clear. Uh, karma is, it's real. I mean, the way it was described by a word is actually man-made word to create what it's supposed to mean. But we look at karma a lot of different ways. But we each have it. We each pay it off. You can't spend your life saying, I'm going to pay off my karma, or think how to pay it off. Because you don't know how you created the karma. If you don't know how you created the karma, how do you pay it off? If you stole a piece of bubble gum, you can run back in the store and put the money on the counter and run out. All right? But if you kill somebody and you don't know that, uh, building houses for people isn't really changing the karma that you created by these families not being born on this planet. So it's Working with families, working with people, working with things that are an effect of the karma that you created. Uh, and if you didn't do it in this lifetime, you'll do it with the families that are stuck, that didn't have the families that they should have had. So yeah, karma works out its, its own way. But to think that you can just say, I'm going to pay it off, you've got to work a lot more in understanding who you are. Again, that's why I say, once you find your angel, your guide, and learn to work with them, They'll show you situations, and they'll help you work through those things. They're not here to teach you how to get a better job, even though a better job is always better than a worse job. And I'm not meaning money-wise. So little things like that are so critical in this real world, especially people that are on a spiritual quest rather than a physical quest. Physical quest, everybody's on it. Everybody has to stay here until they die. Everybody has to try to get food until they die. People try to get a roof over their head until they die. 
But that doesn't matter. If you're walking in the rain 24 hours, day and night, you're not going to melt. I mean, depending on the temperature, whether you would freeze to death or not. I mean, the native people, like in, in uh, Minneapolis, freeze and die. On a reservation, they freeze and die. They don't have electricity. They freeze and die. So, are they paying karma? What is the native nation paying for? Obviously, it's karma. From something else. I was a native. I'm, I'm totally aware of my lifetime when I died. And things like that. Uh, what we were doing when it happened. I remember when I was a Tibetan child. And I died at a very young age. Well, Tibet was fighting. I was too young to fight. So it wasn't because I was killing people. So I, you, you know it's better if you type in the chat room. I'm sorry to say that to you. Because I'm getting such yeah, small little drips. Alright, I'm just getting such drips and drabs. Uh, are you calling in on Skype? On, uh, no, I'm I'm using the 347 number, but I'm using my cell phone. Really? I'm surprised that it's not coming in clear. That yeah, same clear. here. This is the second time I've had a reception issue. I, I don't know what the deal is. I, I, I have a sprint. Well, it's working fine right this second. Uh, so, uh, but like what I'm trying to get to is we, we don't understand things in a good way. Uh, we pacify it if it's bad. We say it's not real if it's bad, especially when it comes to demons, entities, and all that kind of stuff. Abductions, nobody wants to say they had a bad abduction. They'd rather be part of the people that are talking about their good abduction. Uh, so it's let's hide from the truth. Everywhere you go, in every aspect of life, it's let's let's not face the truth. Let's make some lies and stories and feel good about it. How do you feel good about living in a lie? I don't know. How do you really? So the fight is learning who you are and what you really want. Then what do you do? Where do you go? What do you do after you find that out? Learning how to deal with it all is is what life's about. But it's not the perception of the individual things that we think we're learning from. They say no experience is good if you don't learn from it. Well, learning not to hit people, beat people, curse people, steal people, steal from people, any of those things, we learned that how many times, how many lifetimes ago? And we're still doing it. Cursing, we, we learned about that. We learned about all those little words. But we're still doing them. So, you know, oh, well, that's not that bad. Not that bad, in the man's mind, is just about everything. Well, I killed him by accident. Oh, then it's not a bad thing. Oh, well, I was forced to kill him. Not a bad thing. When you say, I want to kill people because I feel like killing people, which is what's happening. Uh, that's as low as soul can go. But it's not the soul. It's the mind that's controlling the soul. The soul's not controlling the mind. The soul doesn't tell the mind to kill the people. The mind's saying, to the soul, guess what? You're going to have to take a ride with me. I'm going to go kill some people. And soul can't stop it. Soul's a victim of the body that it's being forced to stay in in this lifetime. So that karma is always there. All right, try Skype. We'll see what happens with that. Well, you know, understanding what's happening on the other side, you're going to make that happen as well. 
So your awareness follows you. So you need to get it up as high as you can so that soul has something to work with. Because if soul goes to the astral plane, has no awareness, it's going to come back rather fast. All these psychics talking to these dead people, people that died, passed over, they're only there a short time. And, and, and they're here, they're staying here. Oh, they died, but they're allowed to stay here. That means they're a ghost. Uh, when you die, you want to become a ghost? Because you're attached. You're not letting go. They should be going into the higher realms. I mean, one, one master taught about it. Jesus spoke about it and taught about it. That's what his whole thing was about. So, let me check something. Hold on here. Uh, get rid of the screen. All right. So, let's eliminate all the things stopping you right now. Uh, are you listening to this one? I hope you are. Don't spend too much time dialing, whatever. All right. Everybody out there, listen to this. Tell me what you think, whether you think about it or not. Let's eliminate all the things stopping you right now. Can you? Will you? Are you ready? No, you're not. But I'm going to tell you a list of things that you need to let go of right now. Programmed ideas, which takes in belief systems, religion, your parents, your children, schools, the teachers in the schools, false prophets, false healers, sports, entertainment, hobbies, drugs, drinking. Oh, did I forget sex? The biggest lock on us is the astral plane. I mean, we're not going to get past that, or people will not get past that, until they're willing to let go of all these things. I mean, here's like you say, well, they're missing you, they're going to protect you, they're going to come and stay with you. Why? You don't got nothing better to do. I got a life. And I got to go forward. Am I going to be able to ask you every day what, what you think? Hopefully not. And you shouldn't be in that space to do that. I watched the Long Island Medium. I like her. I was surprised that she got separated from her husband. You know, these people are gifted. And they split up in a relationship. How's that? She couldn't tell when she was going to leave her husband or knew she was? Or that she shouldn't have ever married him? You know, well, marriage is not what it's supposed to be. A marriage is a commitment for life. Not for happy times only, good times only, partying time only. When we talked about gold diggers, is that what everybody is, is a gold digger? Well, we are, if we're looking for something specific like happiness only. You get into a relationship, you're going to have problems every day, every week, every year. But working through them is all that matters. 
and not killing each other doing it. Not cheating on each other. So it, it, it's work. Don't even get into a marriage if you're not ready for it. I said that already so many times. If you're not willing to commit 100%, it's not going to work. But the other person has to be there as well. And you have to make sure you both agree on that and understand it and really want it. But sometimes it's easy to say something and not mean it. So stepping out of that to the truth is the hardest thing. And, I mean, put on a motivating speaker today. You'll feel good. The way they touch these families and touch certain people. I mean, listen to a child that has a serious problem and they become a singer. I mean, Americans got talent, uh, the voice, and they have these people coming out with serious problems. And they said the only thing that keeps them going is being able to sing. Well, but that's what it takes. Whatever it takes to make you move forward. And music, and I, and I, I have to admit, music touches more people any given time on any part of the world in, in any given moment. Artwork's different. It has to be spread around, and it's a lot harder. I mean, you put a picture up online, but music touches it. You can just put your radio on anywhere, and you're going to hear it. A picture, you're not going to be able to see it. So it's the most outward way to touch the world by what you sing and how you say it. You put your story to a story, it multiplies the reality of it. Sure, a lot of people don't write the songs they sing when they go into these horrible times of their lives, but they put their feeling and emotion into it. And then you can touch on the feelings and emotions and then hear what they're really going through. And it helps people. And, and I, I'm one for music. I listen to old music because I can remember every scene in my life related to the music that I hear, how it made me feel, what it did, and all those kind of things. So, are you ready to let go of those things? Programmed ideas, which mean beliefs, religion, parents, children, schools, teachers, false prophets, false healers, false teachers, sports, entertainment, hobbies, drugs, drinking, sex, perversions, the illusions. Facing the truth, dealing with the truth is what you need to do. Can you look in the mirror and see a beautiful person? Or do you see a demon or a horrible looking person? You know what? <laughs> I'll tell you this. They got a mirror. Look in it. What do you see? Just think, if you see the devil, it might snap you out of what you're doing, who you are, where you are. Because ego, oh, he's such a good-looking person, she's such a good-looking person, gets you nowhere in life. On the other hand, it might get you somewhere in life, but it won't get you anywhere in death. If you die tomorrow, oh, I'm a good-looking person. doesn't matter. When you die and you go into the ESA plane, you're going to take on a body that's the most healthiest point of your life. And usually it's around 26 to 36. That's what the average, I'd say, people are there. Nobody wants to pick 80, 90, 100. You could pick an older age if you want, but why would you want to do that? 
You can be a child and start all over. Which is your choice? Right, a dead, good-looking person. But uh, we're talking about soul. And soul doesn't change. When it takes on a different body, it, the body seems to change, but the soul doesn't. So you're going to stay the same no matter how hard you try once you let go of the body. But as long as you're in the astral plane, you're going to hold on to that body. And you're going to pick the best age of that body that you're in. So you can stay in the astral plane for a thousand years. Being 27, 28, 30, whatever you want. Whatever you think you're at your peak perfection. Maybe 50. Whatever. But you'll say that. 25. I think more people pick 25 than 50. But the wisdom that a 50-year-old usually has compared to a 25-year-old is so much different. Wisdom and knowledge are critical. Not that we get much here or people worked hard to find it or understand it. They're different, but they are together. One needs the other. Wisdom without knowledge is useless. Knowledge without wisdom is useless. Because you have to experience the knowledge to know that it's real. If you didn't experience it, you don't truly know that it's real. So when a great philosopher comes out and says, Well, don't eat food. You can live forever. Well, unless you start trying it and working from that level and you're not eating food, then it's not, then it becomes real. So then the knowledge becomes, I mean, the wisdom becomes knowledge because now you know that it's real. So they're, they're both needed at every level. And even a child goes through both. Not that they even know what the words mean, but they deal with both at levels of that. Age doesn't matter. Not to soul. And we give the body so much credibility. Well, he's too young. He's too old. He's too this. No. He's going to die. He wants to, He or she wants to do what they want. If they're capable of doing something, they should be allowed to do it. I mean, even this thing about sex and, and teachers in school having sex with their kids, school kids and things like that. You know, it's a desire for both. So let's put the older person in jail. Why not put the younger person in jail? It's seducing his teacher. The morals are so twisted. What was the Endless Summer? I mean, movies like that. Where was an older lady seducing a younger kid? Uh... They programs. They program children. All the movies we watch program people into what? College movies are all about sex and drinking. Do they teach anything else? Like you should be learning something? No, you're not supposed to learn anything in college. Uh, frat houses. What do they teach? Perversion, twisted. Let's abuse people to make them be superior in our group. The president in the skull and bones. Nobody cares. Nobody thinks about it. Nobody even gave it a thought. Why is that? How deadlocked is your programming and thinking? Is it like the government says, well, give them a couple of seconds of thinking. Shut it off. They had enough. Well, it kind of seems that way. People don't think beyond the box. Both bushes were skull and bones. Both of them were at the last video that was actually released. All right, it was a 30-second scene of what went on in the uh, Skull and Bones when they had the meeting. 
I mean, Mr. Bush had to skull in his hand. The girl was strapped to the table. The whole thing. Uh, it's it's witchcraft, voodoo, not voodoo, witchcraft. Leave it at that. Uh, but it was the smartest supposedly people in the United States, college geniuses, dealing with what? Right, that's one place. I mean, Grove. But they had their meetings. I don't know if it was twice a year, but in different parts of the parts of the world. Uh, what's his name? Oh, the guy that exposed uh, Jones always tries to expose it when they have their meetings and things like that. But people don't listen. You know, the problem is when somebody goes off, I go off, but I stay with the truth always. Alex Jones, right? Uh, when people go off, they go all different ways. I stay with the truth. I don't care how far I go off of the subject, it's always with the truth about that. I'm not going to go into the lies, twisted people's ideas and thoughts. No. So, we talk about things like that. How far are you ready to go? Are you ready to give up the junk that's holding you here? Holding you to the idea of reality. Let go of it. Not like, oh, I thought, oh, I can kill people, or I can fly. No. Stay within the realm that you're in, meaning a human on planet Earth. And then take that as far as you can. What's the best thing? Where's the best place to be? Well, I can't leave. Why can't you? If you feel you could be better, go somewhere else. Do something else. You can get a job. You can always get a job if you try. You can't get a job if you don't try. Even then, if you do get a job, you won't take it. Well, that's not the right job or whatever. You'll look for an excuse not to do it. So go back to the mirror. Look in there. Who do you see? Yourself, hopefully. Look into your eyes. What do you see? Look into that. Stare at that for a while. And go into it. And you're going to see things. You'll see your past lives. You'll see a lot of different things. Dim the light a little. You don't want a bright light in back of you as well. Red light will make it, enhance it greatly. But, uh, no, it's not demonism. It's not all this other stuff. It's learning to understand yourself. And that is the only reason why you're here. Not to understand 7 billion people because they're all ignorant, most of them, or thoughtless, unaware beings. So to try to understand that, good luck. You'll spend lifetimes trying to do that. Why not understand yourself? Doesn't that sound much easier? I think it does. So, all right, let's go past the mirror. I have to use the word other speakers and say they're afraid to go into the truth. And that's mainly because they don't know it. How many people have multiple experiences. Yeah, everybody experiences life, living it. Seeing somebody die, see somebody being born, getting sick. But beyond that, demons, angels, creatures, aliens, uh, God, spirit, whisper. I mean, other things? Oh, no. You block it out. You do that to your children. First, make sure that they don't 
ever know that that's real. Even though when they're little teeny kids, you, you give them fear so that they don't see the boogeyman. You're bad, you're going to see the boogeyman, and he's going to come get you. Well, let's force a child to be good to what I perceive as good, and tell him he's got Santa Claus that's going to bring him gifts if he's a good person. Always be a good person. And then let's not tell him the truth about birth. Let's tell him the stork brings a baby. Really? Uh, every story you program a child with are lies. Why is that? Let's build a child's character. Let's teach him a bunch of lies. What's he learned? How to lie. Because when you turn around and tell him that that was not real, what's supposed to go on in their brain? Oh, erase it? No. I, I thought Santa Claus was so real and now he's not real. Oh, the Easter Bunny's not real? God's not real? Oh, God's real? Oh, yes, God's real. Why? Because he is. So you don't have proof of either or or anything, but you still... Families do this to their children. Every day. All the time. And now Halloween's coming up. I mean, everybody likes to be something else. And this proves it. I mean, go to go out next Wednesday. I mean, there's a lot of parties this weekend that, that went off. Uh, if you were invited, you probably got dressed up as something. Either something perverted, something that you feel that you'd like to be or experience for a quick second. I mean, uh, but you're allowed to be whatever you want for that day. Imagine people are allowed to be whatever they want every other day or all weekend. You got creatures and demons and all kinds of people coming into the store. Uh, they wouldn't allow it for one simple reason. Because crime could happen and nobody would know who they were. Oh, Superman just robbed me. Uh, that would look good. So, I mean, you put on a mask, you're no longer who you are. You put a hood over your face, you're nobody. I'm so against hoods. And I work for the phone company. I used to be out in the snow. But I put a little hat over my head. I didn't put a hood over my, my whole self so you couldn't see me. I think it's a cop-out. I think it's people that like to hide. I mean, when you see movies, you put a hood up and pull their face inside so nobody sees them. But do good people have to wear a hood? Like in Hawaii. Do you think you need to wear a hood in Hawaii for any reason? And they do. 87 degrees, 90 degrees, you need to have a hood over your face? We create things to hide from who we are, which means we live deeper and deeper in the lie. And then we'll say we're good people. We're the best we are, the best we have ever been. Now, I wanted to get into this. Let's see, I'm running out of time, which always happens. For women, now, I'm going to sidetrack. You're never going to be allowed to find God. Men will make sure that it doesn't happen. Don't help enforce. Now listen, women out there. Please send this to every woman you know. I should have did this a little sooner. I should. I was going to do this first. Please, women. Don't force the idea that we're one with God. That's not a good thing. Don't enforce that belief in a man that they're equal to God. Now, the Pope saying there is no hell. What another ridiculous statement to put out there for the criminals. 
It feeds man's desire to be God. But if you don't know God, how can you be like it? And I say that over and over. Well, God is love and compassion. Because somebody says that, and they keep telling you over and over, that makes it real? They don't know Jesus. They don't know what Jesus was teaching. And he was the only one that talked about God. I said that, and I explained that in the beginning. So when man thinks he's God, what kind of problems is that? Multiple. It's creating a, a, a horrible open door for man to do whatever they want. Well, hold on. I don't even know where I'm at. I'm just trying to read it. I can't even move my chat thing now. This is crazy. Uh, well, man will think he's God and think he can do whatever he wants. That's what a God does. Do we want that to spread among men? Do we really think that that's going to help the human race? Well, I, I was talking about the programmed ideas, but the programming, yes, of women supporting the idea that we're one with God. That's a horrible program. We're not. We never will be. And for the New Age world, we're all one with each other. We're all one with God. We're all one with the universe. No, we're not. We're pathetic and sick, but we're not one with each other. That's for sure. That's probably the last thing we are. Don't let women surround and push that idea on men. It'll only hurt you in the end. If a man thinks women don't deserve the right to vote, don't take it away. Do men really look at look for love? Do they? Do you believe that? Yeah, in depression and sadness they do. But if they go to a bachelor party, are they looking for love? Do they believe in love if they can go to a bachelor party? Or a bachelorette party? Are you in love with somebody? Well, I'm going to marry that person, so I better have all my sex drills now before I get married. How much did you love that person? And I'm telling pretty bad things go on in a bachelor party in most cases, most times. And I don't know how to get to bachelorette parties. I don't go to them, but uh, I'm just sure they're not any better. But if your satisfaction's with that right before you get married, do you think it's going to change because you say, I, I, I do? Do you think that energy, that perverted, perversion, is going to end? Well, I got five minutes. I'm going to try to get through as much as I can, but I'm going to go over this Sunday. Um, not Maybe Wednesday. I'm not sure, but it'll be next week. Or I'll set up a different day for this. But uh, I think this is important for the world, for the human race, and more so for women. Men searching for love. What does that really mean? It only means something. True love only means it when you're in it. Otherwise, it has no definition. There's no de definition of true love if you're not in it. 
because you wouldn't be able to talk about it if you weren't in it. You wouldn't know what it feels like if you're not in it. So you would only get that definition from a person that says they're in it. And just because he's saying he's in it doesn't mean he's in it. That's why I keep telling you, you need to experience the truth. No matter what part of the truth you're looking for, you need to experience that part of it. This all has to change soon. Most people lose the word love, true love, rather fast. And that's basically because of sex. And sex is the root of all evil. Yes, it is. It always has been. Ever since Atlantis went down, sex has been the root and destruction of mankind. But it was implanted for a reason. You know, when I hear a person speaking, these great speakers out there, telling how great and this and what the world's going to be and all that stuff and have no clue, uh, I guess it's going to be the last that I'll get to say. I got to be on Barbara Mox Hubbard's site. It's called Mind Valley. She's doing like a six-week uh, workshop. I think it's only $300. If you'd like to tune in and listen, go right ahead. But I got to be in her chat room with her for over a half hour. And since I was writing all the questions, she was trying to answer my questions. Doing a super lousy job. And before the time ran out, she threw it back at me. But what do I think about God? And I didn't get to answer, but I wrote a big long thing in the chat room. And I hopefully she actually had to read it. Or, or did. But when people talk about God, and they don't know anything about God, talking about the future... Nobody knows what the future is really going to bring. Especially when we make it sound like it's going to be good. Because it can't be. So it's so pleasurable for me to be doing... Talking to a person that I know is putting such fake stories. She's a, she's, a, she's a futurist. So she talks about the future and how it's going to be and all the good things. She's bringing people like Nassar Harriman. Another delusional speaker. Says he has the Ark of the Covenant says he wants us to meet the Galactic Federation. So think about what you, you're programmed and what you listen to, what you hear, what you're going to pay to go hear, what you want to hear, what you think you should hear. It's all lies. Am I lying? No. My life is on the line. I put it out there in front of God and in front of the whole universe. So please, I hope you got something out of today. Send, your link, send this link to your friends if you can. Please do. Till next time, you know where you heard it. And my name's Tommy Hawksblood want anything. My books, The True Teachings of Jesus from God Realizations out there. Uh, I send my first and second book out to anybody that sends me an email address uh, to my email address hawksblood1, com H-A-W-K-S, plural blood, B-L-O-O-D, number one, at com. So until next time, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got something out of it. Please wake up. Please try to move forward. Don't look back I mean, uh, the story of the Bible, he said, don't look back. And his wife did, and she was destroyed. Don't look back, because then you're not going to move forward. So with that, peace, everyone. Remember where you are. You're sitting on top of the world, if you want to be.
Love put me at the top of the world. 